Good afternoon and welcome to In It Together, a podcast made by our community for our community. In It Together takes a closer look at the inner workings of community function and its well-being. I'm Shane Koskinen. Uh, I study inclusive communities and outdoor recreation in the Recreation Administration Program at Humboldt State University. A little bit about uh, my experience in the field. I have worked as a raft guide and an outdoor recreation instructor, as well as a bike mechanic and ski tuner. Um, with my degree, uh, along with this, uh, along with this experience, uh, one of my main goals uh, guiding me into my future career is uh, creating community through outdoor recreation. So. Of course, our topic today is one that I'm extremely passionate about, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk to, with y'all about some of these issues. Uh, and I'm Erin Reed. I also study inclusive communities and outdoor rec at Humboldt State University with a self-design major tailored to prepare me to work with people with disabilities and mental health issues. My first job was at a sleepaway camp I grew up spending every summer at, and from there I've worked at county fairs and after-school programs and day camps and various other service-oriented jobs. I've always loved getting outdoors, but it can be difficult to navigate a landscape that isn't always inviting to women and non-binary folks and want to use my career to break down barriers and make outdoor recreation more accessible to everybody. Today, we will be talking about women in outdoor recreation. Outdoor recreation has a history of being a male-dominated landscape, and while we are seeing a shift towards more women getting involved in the industry, there are still many barriers. It can be very intimidating, and women may not always feel safe in these male-dominated spaces. We, we will be focusing on how we can be advocates for inclusivity and changing the landscape of outdoor recreation to, to be more diverse. Um, diversity and inclusion make our community stronger, of course. Um, everyone should feel comfortable exploring the, exploring the outdoors because uh, there's, as we know, there's so many benefits to time spent in nature and in recreation. So today we're going to be talking to Olivia Long about her personal experience working multiple jobs in the outdoor recreation industry as a woman and all the trials and tribulations she has had to go through in the industry as a woman. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we jump into uh, before we jump into this, I do you mind. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where uh, are you calling in from right now? Um, I'm calling in from Boise, Idaho right now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Exciting stuff. There's a lot of outdoor stuff around here. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm originally from North Carolina. I like grew up in the outdoor industry out there. Um, I went to summer camp for a really long time. That's what got me into it. Um, I've worked as a rock guide um, since I was 18. Well, I guess I started working there when I was 17. Um, and then I've worked like a couple different guide jobs, like rock guiding and um, a fuzzy zipline guide. And now I work at a ski resort. So fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So you kind of did tell us a little bit about your jobs. Uh, would you mind going a little bit more into 
the jobs that you've had in the outdoor industry? Yeah, so I kind of like started out working as like a counselor aide when I was 16. And then when I was um, 17, I started working out as a raft company, just kind of doing random stuff so I could kayak out there. And then I started working as a guide there when I was 18, um, which is a pretty good experience, like running class two and three stuff. Um, yeah, and then I worked as a zipline guide in North Carolina, um, like during the off season when I wasn't raft guiding. And that was kind of, you know, more of the, I guess you get like, like a different crowd of people. So I feel like it covered yeah. like the two sides of the outdoor industry, which are like the people are like in it with the lifestyle and the people are like <laughs> more casually doing it. So totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was something, a uh, follow-up question I was going to ask is you kind of covered it, but just like, I'm sure there's a huge difference between, uh, working in the industry out west versus uh, working in the industry uh, down south. Yeah, it definitely is interesting because um, both places I worked, I would get like, you know, like the people I worked with necessarily weren't like, like they weren't, you know, like making any comments or anything like that. Every once in a while, I would get like some comments from like older dudes when I was rock riding and working as a zipline guide in the south I would get like like comments from mostly customers like almost every day (laughs) being like oh like oh she's really strong like uh, I feel bad for your boyfriend like stuff like that oh Oh, my god (laughs) come on yeah I mean yeah yeah but you just have to go with it and the reality of the situation is like you're kind of in charge of these people so no matter what they say to you like in the end like you're in charge and you can't tell them off (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh you're already starting to touch on the next question i have for you but um i think you can elaborate a little more uh some of these barriers that you faced uh in the outdoor field as a woman yeah, I feel like the biggest barrier for a lot of women in the outdoor field is definitely, like, initially getting into it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I just think that, like, I don't, like, when I first started kayaking, I was, you know, like, in middle school, and, um, like, so the boys I knew who also kayaked were kind of shitheads about it. I don't know if that's this podcast, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> And so you were We're all adults. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like super nervous to like mess up at all. Like I felt like I had to be like just as good, if not better, because like anytime like I would swim or especially when I started mountain biking, like anytime I would like fall or mess up, I always felt like like they were gonna make Right, your mistakes are definitely amplified. Yeah, definitely. And then when I like started working in the outdoor field, I feel I feel like I've gotten pretty lucky when it comes to coworkers. Not always, but for the most part, pretty lucky. <laughs> um, and so you're mostly just trying to prove to the people you are taking like on your trips that you're just as good as all the guys who are guiding as well. So I feel yeah. like you have to do a little extra, especially when you're younger and entering the field to like earn their trust. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, I mean, as you are into the field, you, like, gain that confidence, and then people don't even, like, 
they don't even think about it. But when you're first starting, like, it's so obvious that you're, like, green and nervous that I think people are like, oh, like, I wish I had that strong dude instead of this, like, Uh, any 18-year-old girl. (laughs) But, like, half the time you're just as good as a guide. But It's like... It's like when you were a kid and the teacher would be like, can I have some strong boys to come move oh, these geez. things? <laughs> and you're like, I can do it. Like, you like lift five They're chairs. just chairs. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're just chairs. I can move a chair. Yeah. Especially since some girls grow faster than dudes too. So when you're in the middle yeah. school, you're like taller than half the guys. <laughs> like, I'm bigger than them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, it. There's definitely like a difference in the South there. I, when I was working down there, definitely had less girls. Like there was probably like five of us in total got, um, amongst the like 20, 30 guides. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, like Jeez. all the really cool, but like, and they were really supportive of us. But the fact that there aren't that many girls to begin with definitely makes it less of, you know, it's like harder. You go in thinking like, oh, there's like all these dudes, like, like what's it going to be like? Versus, like, working out here, when I first came in, it was, like, 50-50 split. So, you know, it didn't really feel like I had to prove myself as much. Right, yeah, that's that's something that um, the raft company that we worked at together in Idaho, um, Cascade, uh, has done really well um, diversifying their uh, employees, for sure, compared to other places that I've worked at, at least. yeah. It makes a big difference for how comfortable you feel working there. And, like, you feel more supported, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's wild stuff. But, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) So, like, you come up against, you know, these people who, like, are making you, or, like, making you feel like you have to prove yourself more. So, like, when that kind of stuff happens and, like, uh, those people, you know, exist everywhere, what inspires you to, like, keep going and like try to go against that and like keep being a woman in the outdoor field I feel like it definitely am super inspired by all the other girls I work with and like all the other strong women that I've like met through doing the outdoor stuff um I've like some of my closest friends I've met through that like two of my roommates I met through that like (laughs) nice (laughs) um we have, like, group chats that's, like, just girls in the outdoor field where, like, I feel like I'm constantly being supported by them. So that's, like, been definitely, like, the best part of all of it. And then I think it's just remembering, like, how much I looked up to the guides that I had when I went rafting as a kid or the counselors I had when I was a kid at summer camp and how cool I thought they were. <laughs> and, like, that <laughs> ones that, like, got me into the industry to begin with. So anytime I have, like, any like younger girls on any of my trips I try to I don't know be a good example and hope I can inspire them also to get into the industry yeah (laughs) I feel like that's like a really big thing is just like trying to get more girls into it by like I don't know hopefully they think I'm cool I don't know (laughs) I bet they do (laughs) I would I would have loved to like see more women and like doing outdoor stuff when I was a kid like that wasn't something that I saw as a kid and like once I grew up I was like holy cow girls can (laughs) be like super outdoorsy and like not be classified you know they called you like a tomboy if you wanted to go outside and like play rough and stuff and I'm like that's not what it is we're just 
just having fun, man. Yeah, and um, the I was super lucky to go to like an all girls summer camp when I was a kid, but um, it did like the whole point of the camp that I went to was that to have all the same activities that, like the guy summer camps had like in the area I grew up. So we did like that's where I learned how to like whitewater kayak, how to um, rock climb and mountain bike and all that stuff. And, like, some of the counselors we had were, like, oh, like, mountain biking counselors, but also, like, we're in a sorority at the same time. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, you don't have to be, like, a tomboy. Like, you can be girly and do all this stuff at the same time, you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's, like, such a thing my friends and I fight with. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) You can't be both, but you can't. You can't be both. Yeah. I think that's, like, like, important for, like, younger girls to know that you don't have to, like, look a certain way or act a certain way to be able to do whatever you want <laughs> oh totally yeah so yeah so we talked a little bit about um women inspiring other women in the outdoors uh and now i want to kind of shift it um towards what can what are what can men be doing men that are in the uh outdoor rec field what can they do to be more inspiring more inclusive uh like just more invite like creating a more invite inviting space for women in the industry i think one of the big things that guys can do is definitely like call out your coworkers <laughs> if they're because <big> <laughs> like, yes. a lot of the guys who do make it uncomfortable for women like don't care if we're uncomfortable or like if we try to call them out they're just gonna make some excuse about it but if you know, like, like really all it takes is just, like, not laughing at their sexist joke. Like, yeah. don't, you know, like, do the, like, give them the pity laugh or, like, the, oh, like, I'm trying to, I'm uncomfortable, but I don't know what to yeah. do. Like, just be honest, I guess, about how you feel, like, if your coworker is making other people uncomfortable. And then another big one is, like, when I worked at the zipline company, um, it was a pretty big advantage to be tall. <laughs> Because the taller you were, the easier, like the more you could reach stuff, and the faster right. you could, like, work. And our managers were like super cool about helping like some of the shorter guys and shorter girls. Um, like they built stools for us that were easy for us to move around. And like if I went up to them, it was like this platform is really difficult for me. They would like do everything they could to make it easier. Like, that kind of stuff, you know, like, understanding that, like, I might not be as big, but I can work around that, you know? It doesn't mean I can't do the job. Right. And I've heard, like, stories from other people who, like, had to do that stuff themselves. You know, they didn't have anyone to turn to to, like, help them out with it. They, like, just had to figure it out. And, like, I don't know. It's really helpful to have somebody who can, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, we had somebody short or a girl guide who worked here this, like, like, a while back. And, like, we learned from them or, like, sh- like I shadowed a couple of girl guides, like, at the zipline place just to know what they did because they guided completely differently from, like, some of the really tall guides mm-hmm. that they had. And that kind of stuff, like, like, if you're training someone, like, know that, like, I'm not going to guide the same way that some, like, big dude's going to guide. So, like, if you're training, like, as a male guide, if you're training a female guide, like, I don't know, don't tell them that, like, that's right. the only way to do it, you know? <laughs> like, know that there's options, that kind of stuff. I don't know. And just be nice. Like, be a nice person. <laughs> like, yeah, the really rule, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, man. 
it costs you zero dollars to be nice right. to someone. Right, like, just try. <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think listening to other people's perspectives is a huge thing. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of, like, sometimes girls aren't always comfortable, like, venting to guys, even if they're, like, close friends, because I think they'll get, like, offended about it. But in the reality of the situation is if your friend is venting to you about, like, a shitty dude, she's probably not talking, like, about you, yeah. you know? <laughs> or she wouldn't be talking to you about it. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Don't take it personally if she's like, oh, I hate men <laughs> for, like, five minutes. Right. Basically, <laughs> guy, yeah, guys <laughs> needing to not be so fragile, essentially. Oh, man. That's, like, awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, like it's yeah. If I'm talking to you about it, it's because you don't do that, right? Usually, <laughs> so. it's just like being yeah. intentional uh, and just being intentional about being an ally and like standing up for what you believe in and calling out coworkers. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, stuff like that I think goes a long way. Cool. So. We want to move on to talking about uh, collaborations in recreation uh, as it pertains to women in, in the outdoors. Um, in discussing this issue, you know, it's crucial that we're mentioning collaborations among organizations as they can improve and diversify the programming that uh, many organizations provide. You know, collaboration makes us stronger. Partnerships are uh, super important in bringing communities together. Uh, strengthening relationships between people um, in in diverse populations, you know, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, organizations partnering with each other definitely helps us to create more accessible and safer programs for everyone in the community. Instead of community members feeling left out or like there aren't any programs available to them. Yeah. It's- yeah, super true. Um, a single department or organization can only do so much on its own, right? Um, whether more funding is needed or requiring the expertise of someone from a different field, uh, it's important to collaborate so we can create comprehensive and accessible programs. Uh, and on top of that, uh, collaboration is crucial because you know everyone has their own unique perspective and life experience uh, that can help us to consider a, wi- a wider array of options, barriers, needs, values, you know, and so on. So with that, Olivia, could you talk to us a little bit about how you collaborated with Garden Valley Police Department and the Boys and Girls Club when working at Cascade Raft and Kayak? Uh, Yeah, Um, I always kind of really enjoyed those trips, even though they were a little bit of extra work because it was like a lot of unsupervised kids. <laughs> um, but, but I feel like it was really cool to be able to expose a lot of kids to the outdoor um, industry and like whitewater rafting that wouldn't have gotten the opportunity otherwise. So most of the kids we had, unless they went like with the Boys and Girls Club the year before, had never like been rafting, really like heard about rafting, even though it's huge in this area. Um they just like I don't know, just like kind of had the opportunity, because it's you know, it's a yeah. to go 
uh, especially if you have like a lot of kids and you're trying to like take your family. So I think for a lot of people, like those kinds of boys and girls club and and church camps and those kinds of things are their only only time they're exposed to it. And I'm like have met a couple people who like got into the industry because they got to do a trip like that when they were a kid. Um, And I think it's really like it makes a big impact on the kids, even though like all the raft guides are kind of tired and maybe hung over when they have to sit them down. You know, like it it's like our millionth time down the river, but it's their first time down the river. So I feel like it's always special. Totally. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Um do you think that collaboration helps get girls involved in outdoor recreation? I think so. I mean at least I hope so because I feel like I've taken down some, like, really cool groups of girls, um, like, through those kinds of trips um, and through, like, the Girl Scouts and that kind of thing. Oh, nice. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you meet a lot of, like, really, like, cool kids that I hope get into the outdoor industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're yeah. like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> like, really smart. I feel like, I, yeah. so I've definitely, I've been on some of those trips with you, Olivia, and I feel like you might not be giving yourself enough credit because I definitely think that a lot of those kids um, have to be so stoked, especially like the girls have to be so stoked to see, um, you know, other women that are like in this leadership role. And um, I, yeah, I just think that's probably super inspiring to them. Yeah, like I would like the best thing is when we would get a big group of kids like that and you would get like a group of girls who'd come up to your graph because they wanted you to be a guide. It'd be like all oh, like girls trip. Like those are the best trips. Like I love yes. they're so much fun. I love that. Yeah. So just like trips like those, like I I feel like I always like try to like put on like put my best foot forward for those girls and like let them know that it's like something that everyone can do. And I'm always like I feel like I'm kind of annoying about it, but I'm like anyone can be a rock guy. You can be a rock guy. <laughs> you could do it. You could do it. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. I'm. You kind of just answered the next question, but like, what other advice would you give a woman who's just breaking into the industry or who's trying to break into the outdoor rec industry? I think, um, like you know, like lean on your the other women like in the industry, like. Don't be afraid to ask them for help. Like, I feel like, you know, like so many of the girls I've met are like so supportive of each other. And the like main reason I feel like I've like made it as a guide, even though like, you know, when you first get into it, it's kind of tough is because like so many other girls were like in it with me. And I feel like making those kinds of connections and, you know, just like really like building relationships with the other women in the industry makes a huge difference because you feel a lot more supported and you know like there's no point like I know like some girls can kind of get competitive with stuff but there's like no reason to be you know like we're all in this together so we're all in it together (laughs) yeah (laughs) not super cheesy but (laughs) no I love it (laughs) it's true it's true we got we have to be able to rely on each other and work with each other yeah and I think um, everybody sucks when they first start. I think that's like a big <laughs> thing is that you're, sorry, you're like, I need, I need to be really good at this because everybody else seems like they're really good at it. 
but the reality of the situation is that everybody sucks at it, so don't get discouraged if you're not great at it right away. I think that's a big one. So we just have one more question for you, Olivia, before we let you go. Um, and, you know, a lot of this, uh, essentially, this is just kind of a, we're going to sum up uh, everything that uh, you've just gone over. Um, but we wanted to see if you could give us one major takeaway from your time spent in the outdoor industry as a woman. Uh, you, I guess the big takeaway is that um, you're like people are a lot stronger than they think they are like physically and like emotionally nice. um yeah. like yeah like i said like everybody sucks at first but you build up the muscle eventually and you build up the confidence eventually and it'll all work out in the end <laughs> you just stick with it awesome yeah i love that <laughs> thanks again olivia um uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking with us, sharing your experiences, uh, sharing your experiences with us. Um, yeah, super grateful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, this is really awesome. Um, and we're gonna wrap things up in this installment of In It Together <laughs> on today's episode. We spoke with Olivia Long about her extensive experience in the field and the many barriers she's faced as a woman working in the outdoor industry. We also talked about how she's seen firsthand how partnerships have acted as a liaison in getting women to experience the outdoors and in a welcoming environment. We also touched on advocating for women in outdoor spaces, and one way we can do that is by making sure women are represented exploring the outdoors. You can check out Babe the Outdoors on Instagram to see how me and my friends are trying to build a platform to do just that. So to our listeners, thank you for stopping by and supporting our podcast series, In It Together. Until next time.